Yo, what's up? I'm G, and you're listening to The Gridiron. We have a new Super Bowl champion, and thus a new Gridiron champion. I want to congratulate the Los Angeles Rams uh, on their victory. Uh, they ended up pulling it off 23-20 to against the Bengals. Uh, and if you were like me, and you took the points, you still ended up cashing out. Uh, I believe the Rams were four and a half point favorites going into that thing. So they won it by three. You do the math. You still cash out at the end. Kind of bittersweet if you were truly going for the Bengals like that. Either way, uh, let's get straight into it. Let's look at the stats, man. Let's look at the stats. Uh, overall, the Rams had 313 total yards with 270 passing yards, 43 rushing yards, and they averaged about 4.7 yards per play. They had 18 first downs, went 6 of 15 on third down, went 1 on 1 on fourth down, and had 66 total plays. That boy Stafford got sacked two times, they punted the ball six times, had two penalties for 10 yards, didn't have no fumbles. Stafford to, through two interceptions, of course. I believe that boy led the lead in interceptions. Uh, in time of possession, they had ball, basically. 30 minutes and 47 seconds. Now, to the Bengals. The Bengals had 305 total yards, 226 passing yards, 79 rushing yards, and had five yards per play. They went, went and got 15 first downs, Went 3 of 14 on third down, 1 of 3 on third down. They had 61 total plays. That boy Burrow got sacked seven times. Seven times. So I believe that's, I don't even know if they added all of the sacks in with the playoffs. I wonder if that's some type of record or something. I don't know. We had to look into that. But uh, they punted the ball six times, had four penalties. For 31 yards, uh, one crucial penalty at the end. Um, they didn't have no turnovers, and they had the ball for 29 minutes and 13 seconds. Man, what are we gonna start at? It's a lot to like. It's a lot to get into now that you guys got the stats. Um, I guess we can get into individual stats. We'll start with the champions. Stafford went 26 of 40, had 283. Passing yards, had three touchdowns and two interceptions. Cooper Cup attempted a pass. It was incomplete. Cam Akers had 13 rushes for 21 yards. He averaged 1.6 yards a carry. Henderson had four carries for seven yards. He averaged 1.8 yards a carry. Cup had one carry for seven yards. He basically, of course, averaged seven yards. Stafford ran three times for six yards. Michelle had two carries for two yards. Basically, they running game went now. Um, Cooper Cup had eight, I mean, eight receptions for 92 yards. He averaged 11 and a half yards a catch with two touchdowns. Odell Beckham had two catches for 52 yards. He averaged 26 yards a catch and one touchdown before he was injured. And I'm telling what he would have did if he stayed in now. Really, I thought that was the that was that was going to be the turning point in the game for the Bengals right there when Odell went down. Hopkins, full of 47. Henderson had three for 43. And Van Jefferson had four catches for 23 yards. 
Cam Akers had three catches for 14. And Skoranek had two catches for 12. Let's flip it over and let's take a look at the Bengals. Joe Burrow went 22 or 33 for 263 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers. Joe Mixon went 101 for six yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon also led the team in rushing with 15 carries, 72 yards, 4.8 yards a carry. Jamar Chase had one carry for four yards. Burrow had two for three. Come on, P. Ryan, man. You, I, you ain't get no yards, man. And that last carry that you got was crucial. So, two carries for zero yards. The average zero yards. Uh, T. Higgins led the uh, Bengals in receivers with four catches for uh, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, man, that dude made a spectacular catch at the beginning of the game, man. I thought he was going to sne- sneak and tiptoe his way in there. Um, Jalen Ramsey had him blanketed. Still, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes greatness just overpowers and overrules everything else. Uh, Jamar Chase, five catches with 89 yards, average basically 18 yards a catch. Boyd had five catches for 48, basically average 10 yards a catch. Thomas had one catch for 17 yards. Uzma had two catches for 11 yards. Evans had one catch for three. Mixon had five for one. Uh, yeah, let's get into the defense. Awuzier had one pick. Bates the third, I believe, had another one. Um, Trey Henderson, former Saint, had had a sack in the Super Bowl. Uh, also, a couple of tackles and assists. Um, let's see, DJ Reader also had another sack. So now that we got all of that out of the way. What did I take after watching the game and then rewatching it and then like looking at the stats and all of that? What do I what did I come away with? First of all, like I said, congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to Odell Beckham. First of all, you know what I'm saying? LSU alumni. Um, man, that dude truly deserved it. Uh, congratulations to Aaron Donald. Um one of the guys, from what I seen, what I saw, what I hear, uh, uh, does it right. Good guy, you know what I'm saying. Deserve, deserve to get it. Even though, you know, my personal, me personally, I hope the Rams, I hope the Rams will never win another damn thing ever since they stole the Super Bowl from us. But that's just my personal opinion. But other than that, uh, you know what I'm saying. Congratulations to Sean McVay. Um, now. That I just said all of that. It's a couple of things that I I, I got. Like I said, it's so we got time. So let's see where I want to start here, man. Joe Burrow. Me personally, I feel I feel Joe Burrow actually outplayed Matthew Stafford. That's just me. Now, of course, we can go. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the throws here and there that was missed or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you got seven sacks versus two sacks. Um, and still looking at the stats, when it, what it all boils down to, man, I'm looking at the stats and I'm still after, man, you telling me this man got sacked seven times and still never turned the ball over? Talking about Drew Burrow. Um, 
still was in it at the end with an opportunity to try to go on and win and actually was moving the ball quite well. Um, I just, all right, so let's, let's, let's do this. Who do I blame for this? Who do I blame for, for the Bengals losing this? And that's not to take away nothing from the Rams. Because me, from what I saw, man, the Rams, I mean, the Rams were supposed to lose that. They were supposed to lose it. If you heard me mention earlier, um, I thought when Odell went down, man, I'm not going to lie. I said, oh, man, the Rams in trouble now because all they got in as great as Cooper Cup is. I said, man, now that's going to force other guys in the Super Bowl. Um, I still thought, I still thought, first of all, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I took the four and a half point. Uh, and I thought the Penguins was going to win anyway. But when Odell went down like that, I said, man, uh, Stafford throwing interceptions. This man ain't turning the ball over. I'm going I'm to I'm just put it like, I think, and it's hard to do this stuff, but I just think that first, that first, when they went for it on fourth down, I'm talking about the Bengals, that first call to go for it on fourth down right there. I didn't like that at all. Uh, I felt like that, that kind of changed the game. Like, why, why, and if you're going to do it, why that play? I'm, I'm just curious into like why doing that play right there. Uh, so I think I don't know if that was rehearsed uh, or if they. I'm pretty sure maybe that was into the game plan. Um, I want to say the first 15 plays are scripted, but I'm just curious why in the heck. I don't know. Me personally, I think that right there because after they ended up not getting that, they ended up the Rams ended up going down and getting the first seven points of the game which ended up being the only seven points uh, of the first quarter, or basically the only points of the first quarter for the Rams. And I felt, I felt up to that point that the Bengals' defense had been playing good. They came out energized. They, man, they, they, and I feel if your defense is playing like that, why not trust your defense? You, right, you didn't get it, guys. Let's punt it back, try to pin them, see what we could do. You know what I'm saying? Force them to go the distance of the field. Instead, in my opinion, they call it a stupid ass four down play. They get stopped and puts the Rams in excellent uh, field position. Um, that number one, and then and then the, the I said I sat there watching the game on that last drive. Once again, this is coaching. I feel I I don't know if this I don't know I don't know, but I guess is it fair really to blame the coach? Yeah, because he called it. But I knew. I just had a feeling. I had a feeling they was going to throw the ball right there. Ain't no way in the hell. Say, listen to me. I'm calling the time. You got to call the timeout. You got to call the timeout. I'm calling the timeout. Look, guys. I'm looking at all of them offensive. You, hey, look, somebody, whoever back there, Joe, uh, I don't care. Whoever, whoever going to take the handoff, whatever. I need one damn yard. For the game, the season, and the Super Bowl for the city of uh, uh, Cincinnati. Hey, look, I need one yard, man, to keep to keep our hopes alive. And and, and I get Joe Burrow is the best player. You put the ball in, but look, look, see the the best player 
up to that point had been sacked seven damn times under fire. So as a coach, you got to know that your offensive line been getting smacked the whole damn time. Hey, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the plan. I don't, I don't, but I can tell you this. I said, if they try to throw this damn ball right here, uh, I knew Joe was going to get sacked or the ball was going to get deflected. Something stupid. Look, just hand the ball off and give me a yard, man. The dude, McPherson, the kicker, is great. You feel me? I feel like another another 10, maybe not even a full 10, another 8 to 7 yards, and you already in range, man. You feel me? Uh, so, really, that's, that's, that's my feelings on it, kind of, and I guess it is kind of harsh. I don't know if anybody else had that take on it, you know, and... Cincinnati's head coach is young, you know. Uh, I want to say he he might have came up with Sean McVay or under him. I forget which one. You know what I'm saying? But I, I he 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 did get outclassed. I feel to some degree, not by a lot, because obviously they were still in it. But I feel like in a, a few play calls that they did, maybe they got too cute. Uh, go, just go back. Hey, I think sometimes these coaches make things too difficult just go back to the basis of you know what i'm saying turn around you you block him you block him you block him you give him the ball give me one yard you feel me uh but other than that i have one more thing to say besides that i mean and that the coach the coach did have something to do with that but not as big as what i'm about to say the main reason the Bengals lost is because of Eli Apple. After all I just said, I might have just sat there and talked about that coach for about five minutes. After all I just said, the main reason the Bengals aren't Super Bowl champions today is because of Eli Apple garbage ass. You fucking suck. That's what it is. So he lost Joe Burrow and them a, a, a whole Super Bowl. Uh, now he talked all of that. He talked all of that about about New Orleans. Louisiana, the boot, who that nation, and he went up there on national, on national, on global TV. I forget however many people watched was at the game, and the people were listening on the radio, screaming, whatever. All of those people know for a fact Eli Apple sucked. Been sucking. The crazy thing is, I defended him when he was on the Saints. My eyes was blinded. Blinded by all the flags he was getting drawn. He was blinded by yellow. The Eli Apple sucks. That's what that's why that's the main reason why the Bengals aren't Super Bowl champions. Right there. But I would also like to say this. It was a uh it was a four foot, about a four foot three individual watching that. And and I, I, I like to think uh, let me see. Hold on, let me see. Let me do a little math. Say about eleven years. About eleven years, he might be able to help you, Bengals. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about my son. You know what I'm saying. Probably gonna be a five star athlete. But back to the game. The main reason, I I wouldn't even let Eli Apple get back on the bus with us. Not if I was the Bengals. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, I know. Maybe I'm just a bad sport. Hey, look, dude. You had one job. You had one job. 
and not only <clears throat> not only not only was it you, you didn't do the job you made the job you let the dude do it too damn easy for the Super Bowl uh I cut him I cut him right down the spot matter of fact as as he walked back to the bench I tell him just keep on walking uh nah but all in all seriousness Eli Apple really did cost them the game uh and I think that's one of the top reasons but there's also a caveat with this you know I gotta I gotta say something about this with all that being said <clears throat> cause I, I I gotta call it speed to speed with all that being said the referees kinda kinda messed this up too now if you've been riding with the gridiron you've been listening to me for a while you know I've been complaining about the, the referees for a long time. Just look, just pay attention. Just pay attention to how, how everything unfolds. How you play the whole, you play the whole damn game, the whole Super Bowl. No flags. No flags. You wait, you wait to come down to the come down. It's the come down. Hey, look, this is it. You put all the money in the middle of the table. Ah. This is it right here, man. And you decide to throw a flag right there. Man, what the hell? If now, some people, some people, I ain't... Look, I'm just repeating what I heard and what I read. Some people saying the game rigged. Some people saying that they wanted Los Angeles to win that Super Bowl. Now... If I'm going to just be completely honest with you guys, I mean, they did, they did, they did steal a Super Bowl from the Saints. This exact same Rams, I, 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 now I'm not feeding into, this is not a conspiracy pod, podcast, but I'm just saying, God damn, that wasn't too many, that wasn't too long ago, but, hey, I done told y'all about these referees, I told y'all my solutions. I already said it. Hey. But I like to say those three factors, in my opinion, between the coach not helping himself out with basically, I think, stupid calls. Basically, it was stupid because I didn't like the calls that was called at the time. And the first one, I didn't even think was necessary to even be called. Um, Then... Eli Apple sucking and giving up giving up basically the game winning touchdown. Then the referees deciding to get they they moments to shine in the Super Bowl because they of course they can't be outdone. But I think those three things combined with the Rams um, basically was too much to overcome. Now, with that being said. I still would like to congratulate Joe Burrow because, like I said, in my opinion, man, that dude, basically, the man went 22 or 33 for 263 yards, one touchdowns, no turnovers after being sacked seven times. I don't know how many times. How, so if you if he threw it 33 times, he had to drop back. So let's just do this quick math right quick. So basically... We know he was sacked seven times, so he threw the ball 33 times. So what that is, 26? Yeah, so that's 26. Out of those 26 other times that he threw the ball, 
I don't know how many times he was hit, he was under pressure, or he was running for his life. Because probably it, it seemed like a lot to tell you the truth. But if I had to wager, I'd probably say at least 75% of those, at a minimum, 75% of those dropbacks, of those 26 dropbacks, at a minimum, he was under pressure or he was getting hit. Uh, so to go end up going 22 or 33 for 263 yards, a touchdown, no, no turnovers, had the team in position to win that thing at the end. Uh, I really truly do believe he outplayed Stafford, who went 26 or 40 for 283 yards. So basically threw the ball seven more times than this man for uh for four more completions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and threw two two basically did what he did in the, in the regular season um, and through interceptions and all kinds of stuff. Basically, if I believe, I believe and you don't get awards for this type of stuff. I'm just talking. Just to comp- make comparisons, I believe you put Joe Burrow on the Rams, the Rams, the Rams moon, and you put, if you put Joe Burrow on the Rams and you put Matt Stafford on the Bengals, I truly believe the Rams probably beat the, the Bengals 60-3 to three or some crazy stuff like that. That's just my opinion. Now, that's hypothetical. You get no awards for that type of stuff, but I'm just saying Joe Burrow outplayed that man, Matt Stafford, which is why he did not win the MVP on his own team, the wide receiver that he threw the ball to to get the yards and the touchdowns. Got it. Uh, also, congratulations to Cooper Cup, who didn't have any Power 5 conferences. I want to say offer him a scholarship coming out of college uh and the man just won just about every damn award you can win in in one season uh and and the man you know the state the obvious the man is a white dude playing wide receiver he's playing a black position uh and he dominated this year now we still we still got to see what's going on next year but for a season I know I don't well I don't I don't know that man personally, but coming out of high school, going to college, to say that you was gonna get all of that, talk about you win the triple crown and receiving, Super Bowl MVP, you win the Super Bowl, you all of this that couldn't 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 have dreamt it. Um, Shout out to Odell Beckham man, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, LSU. That man always wrapping the boot. You feel me? Purple and gold in that man's soul. Uh, almost became a saint right before he signed with the uh, the Rams. But to keep it real, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it all the way. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I'm gonna keep it a stack, dude. T. Higgins actually outplayed uh, Cooper Cup, in my opinion. Cooper Cup had eight catches for 92 yards. T. T Higgins had four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. You feel me? So I guess would the Bengals have gave T. T. Higgins the Super Bowl MVP? Hell nah, man. Joe Burrow was about to win that thing. So that just goes to show you. Well, (laughs) that just goes to show the gridiron. You know what I'm saying? What they think about Stafford. Like, I, I do believe they love Stafford. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, 
I do believe they know and they do believe that Joe Burrow outplayed that man. Uh, what do they go from here? Both sides. Because I believe the Rams might be favored to get back. I don't think they're getting back next year. They're not repeating, in my opinion. Matter of fact, I will go on record to say I will be willing to bet anybody right now, right now, this week. Matter of fact, yeah, before they acquire anybody, they trade, lose, sign anything, they do anything, get in contact with at the real gridiron. Uh, hit me up, you know what I'm saying, right here on Anchor. You feel me? You can you can voicemail me. I believe you can text me. If y'all won't take that, I'm telling you right now, they are not repeating. Don't don't hit me up talking no crazy stuff, talking about oh, you saying they ain't going to, to win the division or they ain't going to win the play get to the play. I said they will not win the Super Bowl. They will not repeat. I'm willing to bet that right now. Concrete, whatever. Get at me. But uh. I'm telling you, man. I think I think the Bengals need to invest everything they have into one. Well, yeah, into one, getting offensive linemen. Two, getting rid of Eli Apple's ass. If they can come, like mesh that together, come, like some type of way, and come out, man. Pfft, the Bengals, I believe, hey, now, I I believe the Bengals have a better chance at being back in the Super Bowl next year than the Rams. That's just my opinion. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now, am I willing to bet that? I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm going to hold off on that one right there. Um, but I, I really do believe, just my opinion, if they if they are able to make those adjustments, well, this man ain't getting Joe Burrow ain't getting sacked 80 times a game. Uh, Eli Apple ain't acting like Brandon Brown back when he was with the Saints. Saints fans remember that. Basically, every time you throw the if you need to get a first down or you need to move the ball, just look and see what he had. Throw the ball that way. He's passing the fans. I hold it. Um, nah, I ain't gonna clown on the man that bad, but yeah. That's what talking bad about my city, nigga. But... <laughs> But uh, real talk, I think they really need to. They really need to look into investing assets into getting another cornerback or doing doing something, doing something else scheme wise. To, to hide them better. I don't know how much they got invested in them. I know. I know one thing for sure. Uh, they do have in Von Bell over there, who had a good a good year. Uh, Von Bell's not going to play full time cornerback for you. So either way it go, at some point I don't. I definitely wouldn't get a cornerback in the first round for them. I think the first thing they need to do is get rid of that dude. I forget his name that was drafted in the sixth round the offensive lineman for the Bengals. I think they need to get rid of him immediately. Uh, any other assets and attributes, I think they should they should go by a basis, uh, a value basis. Um, who's 
basically what I mean by value basis, who's ranked high, who has more value at the position, whether it be uh, an offensive lineman or a cornerback. I think you should go, but definitely I think your first, the first move you should do is to uh, to go after an offensive lineman. Now, to be completely honest, I, I wouldn't say force it. I don't mean force it because if you get in a position where, you know what I'm saying, you, you have a, a cornerback of more value in the first round than, than the offensive lineman, man, I should take the cornerback, man. You know, that's just my philosophy. Uh, I'm sure, matter of fact, I'm positive listening to Skip Bayless that the Cowboys didn't even want Michael Parsons. They wanted uh, Patrick Sertan. They want a certain, so don't force it. Sometimes things fall right into your lap. You feel me? Uh, other than that, moving on. Once again, I want to congratulate Cooper Cup, his family, uh, Aaron Donald, Los Angeles Rams. Congratulations. No one thing, black and gold going to be on y'all East next year, man. They're going to be on y'all. Y'all ain't getting that. Now, I know we got a lot of stuff that we got to work out on this end. You feel me? But one thing I know about my team, you feel me, is we resilient. As you seen this year, what it was, I forgot. We had a million quarterbacks start for us. Still finished with a running record. Um, had an, had, Hey, that's another reason why. I'm kind of envious of Los Angeles. Maybe they knew. They knew they wouldn't be Super Bowl champions because had they just beat the 49ers for us, we would have been... Hey, they, that wouldn't have even happened. <laughs> That's crazy how, how stuff happened. I don't know. I'm just talking. But it's crazy. Who knows? Because the Saints was hot. But uh, going into next year... There's a lot of answers. Uh, answers need to be, uh, questions need to be answered for the Saints. Um, so we know who our head coach is. Last I heard, we were looking for offense, a new offensive coordinator. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the direction that Dennis Allen is interested in going in because, like I said, I don't. I know he still had Pete Carmichael and all of that on the, on the staff, and they know the offense. Uh, but apparently, he's gonna start his own thing. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I guess that's something to keep an eye on in the coming weeks with the Saints and all of that. Speaking of the Saints, man, I've been watching Jameis Winston. Seems to be rehabbing quite well. Um, been hearing rumors about quarterbacks potentially ending up in New Orleans. Man, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be real interesting now that the Super Bowl ended. Free agency is gonna begin. It's gonna be crazy. I know the Saints. Matter of fact, the Saints don't even really have the cap room to really do much of anything right now so I guess anything we have to do is going to be through some type of trade or some type of stuff like that um, so either way it goes this off season for the Saints for sure is going to be 
real busy. Not just the Saints, uh, the Packers, I believe Houston. Who else going to be making quite a few moves? Denver should be making quite a few moves. Uh, San Fran might be making a few moves, even though I don't. It's just crazy that you just, you get off of a dude that basically, even though, even though he didn't play all that great in either one of those games, and possibly the whole reason why you lost both, got you to championship games and the Super Bowl. It's crazy to see that you're going to get off of him. So it's going to be real interesting to see, like, how this offseason on the gridiron, NFL plays out. Definitely had to start getting some mock drafts and all of that prepared. But man, I know one thing. I started watching basketball, transitioning off of football. Um, and I started watching basketball. Pelicans, man. I think the Pelicans going to have a nice little squad moving forward. A nice little three. Brandon Ingram, Zion, and C.J. McCullum. That's if, that's if they decide to move forward with this man, Zion. Uh, but if he can come back and play like what are better, hopefully, than what he played last time, last time we seen him on the court, along with Brandon Ingram and C.J., man, I think... I think I think the Pelicans might have something. Now you still had to get the pieces around them, the role players around them, and all of that. But I think I definitely think the Pelicans can compete for something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they'd be champions right off the bat, but I definitely think they'd be something to reckon with. Uh, with CJ and Brandon, like I said, you get a few more pieces to the pie. You know what I'm saying? And, and I can see him. I can see him doing something. Um, that I, I tell you what, Memphis banged us up last night. I believe it was one twenty one to one hundred nine. Ja Morant didn't play, but man, let me tell you something. That Memphis team is nice. Uh, that's how you build a franchise. See how they, they had one head uh, head coach since they didn't start rebuilding. One head coach, man. You feel me? Pelicans, I ain't going down that road. I'm trying to get Coach DJ Dolphin on the line for the next show. I know he's preparing for state championships and playoffs and stuff like that. Um, if we're lucky, we can kind of get some insight from him and what he sees going on. Not just the Pelicans, man. Um, just around the league. Just in case you guys ain't heard, James Harden was traded for Ben Simmons and other pieces. Basically, Ben Simmons going to Brooklyn, James Harden going to Philly. You feel me? Uh, there was other trades, but believe that was one of the biggest ones. Can't think of nothing else right now off the top of my head. But yeah. Definitely, now that the Super Bowl is over, going to be a lot more basketball, a lot more off-season news and things of that nature, but definitely going to 
keep this thing going. But that's all I got for right now, man. I want to remind you, if you haven't already, go check us out. Add me. Follow us. At The Real Gridiron on Instagram. You feel me? If you have not subscribed already, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Whether it be Apple, Spotify, uh, what's that little thing name? Google, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. Some type of way I have to get on Sirius Radio. It came to my attention. I need to be on Sirius Radio. So some type of way, I need to talk to somebody that can get me on Sirius Radio. Hmm. But yeah, man. That's all I got. That's all I got for you guys, man. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be back with some more.